0: And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. There's so many different types of grief and grief in all of its forms is really hard and it really leaches into like your everyday functioning, no matter what type of grief it is. This is the Photo Business Help podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out, who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business, too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Well, if you're a human being in the world, chances are you've gone through something where you've had to grieve, whether it's losing somebody you love or having been fired, or maybe you go through a really bad breakup, whatever, uh, there's grief kind of everywhere. And it does affect us all really deeply. And it affects us when we're trying to run a business. So today, Audrey and I are diving into the grief pool and sharing our experiences with grief, as well as what we've learned going through the process. Before we jump into that conversation, here are a few words from the folks that support this show. You've heard me talk about PickTime before, but don't skip past this. This is big news from PickTime. It's a game changer. I am so excited about this. This is gonna change my business for sure. PickTime is now offering blogs. Yeah, blogs. What does that mean? You can go directly to your gallery. So let's say you have a beautiful mini session gallery that you've already shared with your clients that's already connected to your awesome store where they can buy stuff. And you can just, with like the click of two buttons, make all of those photos in that gallery into a beautiful blog post. Not only that, you can get a link to that blog post, which takes people to pick time, or this is my favorite part, you can get an embed code. You can literally create this in seconds and embed it on your own website so that you can get the SEO traffic if you want to. But if you wanted to just make a quick blog post for, say, a wedding client to look through or a really easy way to tell a story, there's so many cool features with this. It is the newest product from PickTime, and it is going to change the game. You don't need to upload images twice. This is optimized for SEO. There's tons of customizable color palettes, font collections, photo grids and multiple layouts. So if you want your blog to look a certain way, you can do that. There's slideshows, you can allow videos or GIFs, all that stuff you can embed directly into the blog post. It's amazing. This feature is coming soon in February. As of this recording, which is February 2nd, it should be well on its way. If you are not a paid member of PickTime and you would like to take part in this when all of this launches in the next few days, Go to PickTime and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, that's PHOTOBIZHELP, to get one month free. So this is like the best thing ever. You can try it for a month, keep paying if you want to, and that's it. It's a great deal. I swear this is going to change everything and it's going to save people so much time. So head over to PickTime and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP for one month free and enjoy this new blog feature. What if someone with more experience than you in photography could look at your photo business, could tell you what's working and what really needs some more attention, and could give you the tools and a plan to take your business to the next level? That is a real thing. This is what we do in The Greenhouse. The Greenhouse is an intensive one-on-one mentorship for lifestyle photographers who want to grow their business. This is one on one with me over Zoom, eight weeks and eight weeks of carefully constructed content that is built just for you and your business. You can check out the feedback from other folks who have gone through this program over at photobusinesshelp.com forward slash the greenhouse, and you can apply. Applications are now open for the next couple of weeks at photobusinesshelp.com forward slash the greenhouse. So if you're looking to finally really invest in your business, get serious about taking your business to the next level, fixing the things that need a little bit of attention, and doing it with my one-on-one help the whole way, this program is definitely for you. This program is for the folks that are serious about getting stuff done in their business. So head over to photobusinesshelp.com forward slash the greenhouse, and hopefully I will see you there. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid, So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos, it's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code Help. We're rolling.
1: Can you, you can hear me? I can. Can you hear me? I can. We're winning. <laughs> Step one. Oh my God.
0: Today has been.
1: We are podcasters. <laughs> it's been
0: a strange couple of weeks. That is for sure. Ah, today's the two-week anniversary, actually. No, yesterday was. Today's Thursday. I don't even know what day it is.
1: I don't either, because last week was such a, well, my daughter had four days of no school, two that were planned and two that were snow days, and I just don't even know where I am anymore.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. The weather was bananas.
1: Yeah, she was with me for like 90 days straight, rationing our food, surviving. (laughs) Bonkers. But it's Thursday, I think.
0: Yeah, it's Thursday. Okay, great. Good to know. <laughs> well, and we're not as busy, you know, in the sense of like physically going out and shooting yep. this time of year. So it's much easier to lose track of time for me because I'm like, yes. oh, I have like one
1: shoot, you know?
0: <laughs> like, yep. uh, yeah.
1: This is a little too slow for me. Like I need it for a while, but then I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't float around anymore without st- – structure. I need more. Yeah. (laughs) Which I probably just implement myself in my own daily routine, but I struggle with that sometimes. Yeah. I'm a floater kind of person. Oh, big time.
0: Me too. I mean, I do actually get a lot of stuff done, but I also can get so much more done if I have to get it done.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. Isn't that just the way it is? Yeah. (sighs) Okay. So
0: we were going to talk a little bit about grief and running a business because I think we think that's important and I think that's important yep. for me my sweet little puppers died very suddenly a couple weeks ago literally the day after we last recorded okay because <laughs> I think I'm not sure what's come out yet but I there's definitely mention of her kind of being loud and me having to like <laughs> like get her out of it I now, remember
1: she was in the room and chewing on her bone and you're like, okay, we're going to go out of the room now.
0: <laughs> yeah. She had a little cookie that she was very excited. She, yeah. So, you know, that's been, I mean, anyone that knows me knows that she was a huge, huge part of my life, especially not having kiddos and not to disparage anyone that loses a pet and has kiddos, but like, it's been very empty without her. You know, there's, it's like quiet. It's just extra quiet. And it's um it's been very sad because she was kind of like a person. Well, you met her, she was a very bright dog and a very present dog.
1: She was the best.
0: Not dopey, she was very like interactive with their humans and very smart. So that was I think part of the connection where you're just like you feel like you kind of lost a whole person, but not really. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, and having two cats like I feel like when I say it, like, oh, the day my cat I lose my cats will be, like, horrible. But I just, it sounds, like, kind of, like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But it just is. I just, some of us just really connect and love our pets.
0: And it's also, it kind of comes to that, it comes down to that, like, love language thing, which is really interesting. I was, um, this is a conversation I had with my therapist a while back about, like, the containers, that idea of love language is, like, a good place to start. But if you sort of think of them like French, Spanish, English, whatever, and then within those buckets, there's like dialects, you know, there's like Mm
1: -hmm. nuanced
0: versions of it. But Mm -hmm. one thing that has always been my thing in terms of connecting, my language is like quality time. So there's like words of affirmation, there's gifts, there's physical touch, quality time. I can't remember the other one. But mine has always been like quality time. And what we've figured out is that I – like to use words or time with somebody to really have like a heartfelt connection like a mm-hmm. like a warm fuzzy right like when i can share that with someone yep. like whether that's a laugh or just like a you're you're out for coffee and you can kind of really empathize and feel what they're feeling and again that translates so Directly and vibrantly with animals, because they're nonverbal, so it's like you're yeah picking up on kind of how they feel, and I think everyone has the capacity to connect deeply with animals. but my actual like way I've been wired to connect is like this deep vibrational kind of nonverbal way, so mm-hmm. when I was telling her about you know how bummed out I was, she's like well that's your that connection for you was very sharp, where if someone who has a pet and loses a pet that maybe that's not their way that they most connect like they're sad Mm -hmm. it's probably going to be that group of people that are like oh sorry yeah you know that kind of like it'll be fine yeah and that's fine we're all different i'm not saying everyone has to be deeply empathic i've definitely in all the amazing support like notes and little stories and photos and stuff people have sent like there's definitely and you're you're very much you share this with me like the that deep connection those people are like, oh, I totally get this. Like, I really get this. And I also yep. understand that some people won't get it. And I'm like, oh, yes, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. I definitely, I definitely got it.
0: <laughs> I'm reading this book on grief. And I think the important thing with anybody that's grieving anything, whether it's a job or a relationship or a death or a pet or whatever, is so nonlinear. That's the first thing that I've been reminded of. And I've read about this before in other times I've gone through grief, but like, it's going to be like this cycle that kind of comes and goes forever. So encouraging people not to be like, oh, you haven't gotten over it yet. Like, I think that's something in our society we really need to remedy
1: because it is
0: not helpful.
1: Yeah. Grief is so weird. We were just saying that too, before we hopped on, like, so my current like, relationship with grief is that a little over a year ago, was it a little over a year ago? Yep. Fall of 21. Mm-hmm. My long-term relationship ended pretty suddenly and not in a fun way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, you know, hours before I was set to go photograph a wedding. So I had to compartmentalize that very quickly. And get through the wedding, which, thank God, you were my second shooter for that wedding. (laughs) Because I needed a strong support in that day. And you just really stepped up and helped me get through it. But yeah, since then, you know, it's been over a year. And the initial few months were obviously like the most horrible months of my life. I didn't even know how I could function. But then I... Hold through that, and then you suddenly think, "Oh, I'm better," because <laughs> you're feeling better. Yeah, but then it just is not linear, like you said. It just it comes and it goes, and it changes, and it's weird. And here I am, over a year later. In the last week, I started having some nightmares again about things, and it's just like, oh, again. I thought I did all this already.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, processing a deep emotional bond with anything is a process and that whole your body knows the score or whatever that book is like that the idea that I think we're so conditioned to think that like we work out all of our trauma and our grief and everything in our head mm. when like our body holds so much of it and sometimes it's like that just needs to it's like a pressure cooker like sometimes you're just like <laughs> you know and it's like where did that come from like why am I why did I just blurt out and yes. start crying or whatever or whatever but it's I've like done it's, that and it's
1: weird <laughs> I'm just like, like <sighs> I'm in a normal situation. Suddenly I have to like turn around because I'm crying and I'm like, don't want anyone to see. I'm like, I want to go to the bathroom. Really quick. Yeah. <sighs>
0: yeah. It's like grief just will sneak up on you and tap you on the shoulder yeah. when you're just doing the most Rude. normal things and you turn and you're like, Oh God, it's you again. Why? <laughs> Not now. And I mean, I'm, I'm in the like very early stages of, yeah, you know, big, loss of a presence in my life and routine and all that kind of stuff. But I was telling you like years ago, both of my grandmothers passed a day apart, which is already a wild, a wild experience. But it was, you know, that, that grief was so nonlinear and it still is. I mean, there's still moments where you're just like, it taps you on the shoulder and then you just, you know, you need to release. And I think, I think my point is, is that we're gonna tie this back to like how it affects running your own business and being like the person that has to have a face in your business when things like this happen. But it's just having grace and understanding. And like, I want to, I want to put more of a voice around like not judging other people's grief because it's so different for everybody. There's no formula, and I think Kubler Ross was talking about you know, the five stages and all of that. And specifically, like, this was not meant to be like a linear formula, you go through this, like, shouldn't you be at this part of it now? Like, it's, that's not how it works. They're just, they're just containers to recognize what might be happening. But it doesn't mean that they're going to happen in a start to finish fashion. And I think it's nobody's fault that our society's like that. But I mean, I think it's, I just really want, wanted to talk about this today, because it's, it's not something we're very good at in our society. And I think recognizing that it's nonlinear and that everybody goes through it a little bit differently is important.
1: Yep. Totally. And you know, different situations will affect people differently too. Is my grief comparable to losing a child? No, (laughs) I don't think so. But there are parts of my breakup that like, I think were very devastating to me for certain reasons because of like past experiences and my life story and stuff. Whereas they may not have been so devastating for someone else. Absolutely. So if you've gone through a breakup and you're like, I I was over it in three months and dating someone else. And it's like, that is good for you. <laughs> and I mean that. But for me, that was not what my story was. And that's okay. I'm not wrong. And I'm not clinging to it because of that.
0: I think you brought up a perfect point is that I don't think... Naturally, it's going to be probably on the spectrum of most devastating is when people lose children or multiple family members all at once, like in Mm an accident or something. Like, like, I don't even know what that has to be like. But taking out the comparison aspect of it, I know that my losing a dog isn't as bad as XYZ or whatever. Like, I think recognizing when people are going through grief, whether it's they got fired Mm -hmm. or they had to move to a different apartment or they ended a relationship Or maybe a friend is ghosting them. Like, There's so many different types of grief. And grief in all of its forms is really hard. And it really leeches into like your everyday functioning. No matter what type of grief it is. I was telling you when I got divorced. My ex-husband is named Paul. The week after we split and he moved out. And we were amicable. But it was still devastating and very sad. And a lot of grief. The wedding that I shot was a couple named Natalie and Paul. And I, <laughs> even now, like when I told you about it, I was like, it's comical because it's so on the nose. You're like, "Yeah, really? It's rude. Really? Like, and I remember. <laughs> How dare the universe do that to you? <laughs> but maybe. Oh God, a whole day of Natalie and Paul, and Natalie and Paul, and Natalie and Paul. And I was like, I want to quit my job right now.
1: <laughs> but you can't because- like, yeah, we're tying this back to photography. Like <laughs> you got to show up and perform and it's h- backing up a little bit. I think there are definitely instances where where you would be well within your right to be like, I need to have someone step in for me for sure. this. Sure, sure. You're human first. But then there's times like in my situation where I was like, no, I can be I for sure need to be there. But I was dying inside. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just had to really not think about it. But like, I guess. Thinking about things, you know, for anyone else that finds themselves in that situation, what could help? The biggest one that helped me was just having a support system with me that day that was amazing, which was you. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're someone that is so talented at weddings. I knew that you could just do the whole wedding if you needed to, but I would never have done that to you. (laughs) You definitely stepped in more than I would have a second shooter step in because sometimes my brain was just not, it just was not functioning 100%. Yeah.
0: And actually, if I can cut you off right there, like that's something to keep in mind. If there's someone grieving in your life, there's a fog. There's like a fog. You're like kind of in a different dimension Mm -hmm. and you're wearing a lead suit and you're tired and you're just not functioning properly, especially like the early deep grief is Mm -hmm. it's very physical. So if someone you know is going through something and they're just not returning your texts or they're just being weird at work. It's weird to observe because I was watching myself kind of be like, whoa, I am, I am out of it, you know? And I still kind of am. It's only been just a couple of weeks, you know, and I'm just adjusting to this new rhythm and it's, it's very exhausting.
1: Yeah, it's wild. It really is wild. I was very like aware of myself too, like during it all, like, God, this is insane. And you said it's physical. I lost half my hair. (laughs) wow two or three months after this happened half my hair started fell out I mean oh my god even my stylist noticed she's like oh because then it started to grow back a few months later and she's like you have a ton of new hair growing in I'm like I know because it all fell out wow and like panic attacks in the night which I'd never really dealt with before just like you know you keep it inside but it'll find its way through your pores yeah Well, and and just
0: having, you know, again, having grace for that with other people you're dealing with in the world, because it's, and you were saying like, it was helpful to have support. And I was saying to you earlier, like, the most helpful thing is just either, you know, like sharing memories, or just people saying, I'm thinking of you. And I, one of the things that comes up a lot with grief is like, what do I say to someone who's grieving? How do I be with someone who's grieving? And I think, I think not trying to fix it would be the first thing that I would recommend for anybody that has to support someone who's grieving is like the platitudes of like, they're in a better place, or everything happens for a reason, or those are all well intentioned. And we've all said stuff probably that has not gone over well with a grieving person, but just letting someone know that you're there. And if they need anything, you're there and sharing a memory or whatever, whatever. I mean, but not trying to fix it, I think has been is really key, because for someone, especially if someone has passed away, like even just a dog, like I've talked to so many people in the last two weeks. And it's like, if everyone was asking, like, can you tell me what happened? And,
1: mm.
0: you know, I mean, you have to answer the same questions so many times that it's it's actually physically exhausting. So the people that have just been like, I'm here if you need me, I'm thinking of you, mm-hmm. you know, and you've done that, you know, it's like, oh, good, I don't have to respond, but I'm I'm supported, you know.
1: And adding on to that, something that always helped me is just knowing that I was seen someone just acknowledging, like, I know what you're going through is probably so hard. And I, and I see that and I'm so sorry. Like even like later on too, because, you know, once I got through those first few hard months of it, I think people just were like, Oh, she's normal again. I'm like, I was so far from normal. <laughs> I actually was got worse and worse and worse, but I, yeah. I felt like it was too late. I'd already, told everyone I was normal again and everybody thought I was and so I lost some support that I probably really needed. But like just I don't know. Once you go through something like that, you you are opened to the ways that other people in your life have probably really hurt in their grief process. Yes. And it makes you more aware and and a better friend and yeah. For when something else comes up in the future.
0: It's so important to recognize that there isn't, I mean, this is a big thing I've, I've been reading in my grief books, but they're very helpful and they give a lot, you know, I've, like I said, I've gone through grief before, but I like, it's helpful to revisit. It's, it just feels comforting to like be seen, you know? So folks that write these books like are kind of providing that for you, but also just remembering, like remembering that it is like not a linear process. And I think the most toxic thing regarding grief that our culture provides for us is like just a lack of compassion and like this deadline idea. Like, oh, well, it's been a year. I mean, you should really be over that by now. And it's like, that's not anyone's place to judge. Like some people may get get through grief and heal way quicker than other people. And it's attached to so many other circumstances and so many other things. You know, if your friend or your family member or someone close to you is sad about something that happened a while ago, don't judge it, you know, don't be like, oh, you're still sad about your cat. You know, like, it's like, well, I mean, I'm going to be sad forever. Yeah, I will be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's, I think that's really important. I mean, I've talked about how I've, I miscarried very late. This was like 11 years ago, but like there are, I mean, I still struggle at baby showers. I still like, there's times where it just pops up and you're like, Oh God, I gotta go, you know? And it's, it's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. It's never going to go away. I don't feel like I have a lead suit on and I'm like emotionally in a fog over that. Cause it's that part, that phase of it, I have come through. So, but like mm-hmm. when it taps you on the shoulder, it can be anytime, anywhere. And again, this is over a decade ago. And- I think just recognizing that is important. But when it comes to business, we were going to try and like tie this into being business owners. But God, all I can think of is like, do everything you can to take care of yourself. So yeah, if you don't have to take on extra work, don't. If you can shorten your workday, do it. If you can even have someone help you with something or even give work away, like just do whatever you need to do. Because or I mean, I'm and I'm not saying like, curl up in your bed and never leave your house. It's helped me to get out a little bit, but short bursts, like real short bursts. Like I'm going to go do a quick little thing and then come home. And usually that's all the energy I have, you know?
1: Yeah. It's not really like you change a ton about your actual business, but you, you have to just really, really take care of you, the human and move through it, which you can't run from it you just have to like feel it and move through it and work through it i did so many different things i pulled tarot cards daily i journaled like i've never journaled before cuz i just had to get it all out i i leaned on my friends i'd be like i need a friend right now i would yeah. just actually say that which is not something i normally right do a ton which i should, probably should do more but I had went to therapy. I shower I took like three showers a day. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it just felt good. And I just it just was the yes. a few moments of just peace and quiet. And yeah, all these things. There's a, a quote that I read shortly after all that happened that I just loved um about grief that was something like um, grief is love's souvenir. Mm-hmm. It's proof that it that you loved once. Yeah. So, you know, grief sucks big time, but you wouldn't have grief if you didn't have love. Oh, absolutely. A friend a
0: wise, dear friend of mine told me, she's like, the depth of your sorrow is just a measure of your love, you know? And I was like, you're so smart. There's a Rumi quote that came up in this book I'm reading that is the healing from the pain is in the pain. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm that just hit me. It really struck me because it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain, but that's also part of the healing process. Like it's like cleaning out the wound in a way, you know? Yep. And you know, there really isn't a great way to, to run from it where it's not going to, you know, running from it, it's going to manifest in health problems and probably in the way you interact with, it's going to catch up with you, I guess, is probably the best way of You know, putting it not that we're experts here, we're not therapists, but just in no. <laughs> in my no, own no. experience and what I've read, you know, it's I think it's helpful to be reminded of that because you know it's okay to be in pain over something for a long, long time, forever, if you want you that's okay. You can be sad, yeah, and you don't have to be over it and but you should be working to heal yourself. That's your only responsibility, you know, totally.
1: I think I, I think I understood that too last year and just everything I've ever read about grief and pain and hurt is like, you have to walk through it. You have to walk through it. It's like, Ugh, I don't want to, but I was in <laughs> so much pain, but I was in so much pain and I'm like, I never want to go through this ever again. Yeah. So I think the only way that I can ensure that happens is if I do walk through it and heal and observe myself. And the things I did that got me to this point and just all of it, just like completely a a complete deconstruction. I don't know what the word is, but you just fall apart and look at it all and you're like, all right, let's get back together now. Yeah. I could have not done that. I could have avoided it. I could have distracted myself. I could have hopped into a new relationship right after and just, but I, I wanted to never feel that way again. So I mean, it's
0: all so different for everyone, but I think you're right that like the determination to heal is because you don't want to, yeah, it's not something you want to experience over and over, you know?
1: And mm-hmm. that, you know, my situation is different than losing a loved one because it's like a a thing that I had some control over. So it's not like you can avoid losing people you love, but. Right. Yeah, and that's the other thing about grief is it's not just like, oh, I lost someone. I'm sad for that. It's like a million different things. We were just talking about this where now your whole routine and habits change. The things that you have to think about, like, oh, I have to get home because I was home. Just all the, the things change when you lose something in life. Yes. So it's just a million griefs that you grieve. Not just one.
0: Yes. And I think people do associate grief with death. But like, you know, like I said earlier, it can be so many different things that we're grieving, you know, like your house could burn down, that's massive grief, or like, you lose your job, or I mean, I don't know, whatever. I mean, there's so many ways to grieve. And I think if you're in a, you know, from a business perspective, you don't have to be digging into the details. But I think it's, I think it's useful if you have, you know, an assistant or like, you and I do this podcast, like, I think it's useful to alert people to the fact like, hey, I'm in a little bit of grief right now, or I'm in a lot of grief right now. Like, just saying that is enough, you know, because pretending that you don't have it, or being self conscious that you've had it too long, Mm -hmm. is not healthy, you know, and I think we, again, I'm very upset at our culture in that way. And I really just want to, yes, I'm delighted to share the message like over and over and over again. Like, look, just give some compassion to folks. I mean, people are grieving forever. Like, many people are never gonna not be, and you might catch them on a good day, but like, just just recognizing that that it's not just this start and stop thing, and that if people aren't over it, there's something wrong with them or something. That's just so toxic and so not helpful.
1: Yeah, I feel the same over this last year. Felt the same anger towards the culture because it. It did kind of, I felt this outside pressure by nobody in particular, but just the society of like, okay, I need to get it together now and hold it together. And I barely held it together, but I pretended like I held it together until, I mean, to go even deeper in it, I just completely couldn't anymore. And this last fall had, you know, got really, really low Yeah. and had to finally be like, I'm not doing okay. (laughs) (sighs) I'm doing much better now. But yeah. And I like that you said, um, you know, sharing with people like you don't have to share details by any means. Keeping your privacy, not being extremely vulnerable is totally within your right. But maybe letting folks know that I'm walking through a little bit of grief right now. So I'm I'm having so-and-so help me out with some things or I'm not scheduling things for this time or whatever the boundaries are that you need to set but yeah you have the right to be a human and live the human experience and not put your business before all that
0: <laughs> yeah i mean and again we have to run our businesses so just communicating like basic things like that i think is is really helpful and mm-hmm. and and that's all you really have to do and hopefully your your team or your people are going to be understanding of that hopefully we all are you know it's i again i just wish there's more support for for people that are grieving, because it's also like a thread that's very thinly connected. So grief is going to trigger past grief and
1: mm-hmm.
0: blah, 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 you know, I mean, it's like, it's all stored somewhere. And it just if it hasn't been let out the first time, it's going to get let out later, you know, And it
1: probably won't be nice.
0: Yeah. Well, my my divorce triggered like a ton of stuff I hadn't worked through with losing like a late term baby. You know, like it was like I thought when I was going through some of the therapy and stuff that I did that I was like, okay, I'm here to work through my divorce. And it was like, oh no, you're not. <laughs> like you're not. That's not why you're here. Like, surprise. Yep. We're gonna work through this, you know. And you start really like the grief just decides to just show up again it's a very it's like a jack in the box little kind of energy you're like where where did you come from you know come on <laughs> like what the hell man yeah like what are you doing here you're i was uh, we were not this was not the agreement that you are still here <laughs> like but um yeah i think it's just all of that just you know so if there's someone in your life where you're like god they've been really you know something wrong with that like i mean good lord more compassion people. Sorry, that's just me. Like,
1: <laughs> No, no, it's, it's valid. Like I always, you know, sometimes I, I do the same thing where I'm like, uh, they were crabby, but then I'm like, I have zero idea what they're going through. Maybe they literally just lost somebody they loved and yeah, they're just not right right now. Or someone's driving way too slow. Well, maybe they're just lost in their thought at the moment because they lost somebody or something happened. Like you just have zero idea. Stay curious, stay open. Yeah,
0: curiosity. Just yeah. What could this pot? What might this be? You know, some people are just jerks. Like, fair enough. But like yeah. the way I showed up in the world the first couple days after all this happened was a total fog. Like when I went to the grocery store, I was just like, "Thanks." Yeah. Like I just didn't have the energy. Your body is protecting you from total meltdown, is what it is. And like you know, so you can't. You don't. You actually don't have the capacity to show up. In a normal way. You're in a different one of the books says it's like it's literally like an altered state of consciousness, right? So you're just Mm -hmm. you're not fully you or there. And when people, you know, there's think of how many strangers you've run across or people in the world that, yeah, like you said, are like driving weird or rude-ish or whatever. And it's like if you can just be curious, like I wonder what I wonder what's going on with them, you know? Mm -hmm. Instead of like asshole. Yeah. That's my whole thought.
1: One other thing that, I, that just popped in my head, talking about grief, like sometimes you're not the one with grief coming into a session or a wedding, but sometimes it's the people you're photographing. And that can be interesting too. I just did a session a couple of weeks ago that was I like an end of life session, a family session. Their dad is on hospice and and it was... So, it was so beautiful to be in there. Like, Mm. it was such a sacred moment. This family gathered together for Sunday brunch. They were playing cards. They were just trying to have, like, a normal Sunday, one of the last few. And to be invited into that space, I mean, there's not really words for that. (laughs) That's so special. To be able to hold people's grief and then turn something beautiful out of it that they, that can bring them peace later on. It's just, it's wild. It's such a honor. Yes,
0: totally. I think that's a great point is recognizing that, that you are going to be working with grief probably more often than you realize there are, you know, grief, there's grief at weddings all the time for people that can't be there. You know, there's chairs placed for so-and-so that passed and, you know, that's so much, it's really raw for people in those moments and just being, you know, aware of it, at least, you know, you still have to do your job or, or first time mothers that have really been trying really hard to have, you know, and it really like is, there's also a lot of grief there from children that aren't able to be there because they lost them or whatever. I mean, there's just like, there's so many instances every day in our lifestyle work that like, you know, just remembering that sometimes people want photos during really, Grief laden times, I guess is the phrase that
1: comes up. And afterwards, too. Yes. I had another I had a wedding last season that a week after the wedding, their mom suddenly collapsed and was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Like no idea at the wedding. I took a ton of beautiful pictures of mom and so I was immediately contacted by the bride and she was like, please save every single photo, even the bad ones. And their mom passed away a month later. And I've had many clients come back to me of like, I'm so glad you got pictures of my grandparents. I'm so glad you got pictures of this because this is it's one of our last ones. Yeah. We we do important work.
0: <laughs> yes. And wedding photographers will probably have experienced that. It's happened to me also many times where, you know, it's like, oh, this is the last good picture we have. Yeah, I try to remind people, you know, not in a overt like in your face way, but I do try to remind people that there's other great reasons to do photos that might be something you want to bring into your work like like when's the last time you had great photos with your parents or with you know like for me for example I had someone do photos with me and my dog you know and it was like I like that was shout out to Corey Miller who we both know but Corey and I swapped sessions because her dog was ill a few years ago and so you know having those photos are like they're like my favorite photos but like I didn't I was usually the one taking the photos. So there, there weren't really that many of me and her and the ones that I do have now, I'm like, Oh my God, these are the best. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of remembering. Yeah. All of it, all of it. It's just a big, it's a big part of being a human being grief. And I think we try to like ignore it. And I think I wanted to talk about this today, just as a business owner and stuff to just like, you know, let people know that like we all go through it and it's okay to go through it as long as you need to go through it. And you don't have to tell everyone exactly what you're going through, but just, you know, let folks know, Mm -hmm. you know, don't be afraid to say, Hey, I'm in it right now. Can you help? Or can I just put that deadline off or whatever?
1: Yeah. There's a lot of people who really care too. That's something I've had to like make myself aware of. When I felt like I needed support and wasn't getting it, a lot of it had to do with me not reaching out for support. And when I would, I mean, there's so many people that really care.
0: Yeah.
1: Really do. Being a human is weird. (laughs) Uh, Uh. It's a lot. So for all
0: of you that are grieving or have gone through it, you know. Just sending you a little love and hopefully giving you permission that you maybe haven't given yourself to like take a break if you need it. That's one of the interesting things I've found in my work with Tarot is, I think, you know, just telling people, "Oh, this is what the cards say," and then reflecting back on it, like it gives folks an odd permission. Like I, I don't know what that is, that we sometimes it's like we crave permission to do something. And then once we have it, we're we're like all over it, Mm -hmm. all over that opportunity. But like for some reason, we have a hard time granting ourselves permission, like permission to heal, permission to rest, permission to say no, to not be okay. And I'm just giving you permission on this
1: podcast, like it's okay. You know, do all of those things if you need to. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah, just don't get stuck in the not okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there. I mean, that was a message, and I I think we can wrap it with this, the responsibility to heal, you are the only one that can do that for yourself. You know, you can have all the support in the world and, you know, but really um, there is, there is a responsibility to, to yourself really to, to try and heal, you know, to go through the grieving process. And, and that's a long process, you know, and sometimes it's a unending process, but just, um, just like anything, just like, you know, anything in life, like you are the one that makes it happen. You know, stuff doesn't just happen to you. I mean, once in a while people like inherit some money or something, but like for the most part, you know, whether it's, you know, health or mental wellness or work or money or relationships, like it really does take, you know, you are the common denominator, I think. And, and I think it feels good. I think for me, part of the the feeling good part is taking responsibility for the healing and, and like you said, journaling or taking a million showers or just crying or sleeping more or whatever.
1: It's empowering too, but I definitely learned that lesson this last year of like, nobody could come swoop in and fix it for me. I, I had to be the one to make myself better. But then once I realized I could, then it's like, oh, well, I can just do just about freaking anything then. <laughs> yeah. I heal myself and make myself feel better. I mean, obviously, you need outside support to help with that. But, yeah, it's powerful.
0: Well, I think we should wrap it right there. And thank you
1: all for listening. And that's it. I think that's all we got. Yep. We're thinking of you. If you're walking through grief, you're not alone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be back next week.
1: Thanks, Tree.
0: Yes, bye. (laughs)
1: I had I had to leave it with a one liner that was like real, you know, smart. (laughs) What if someone with more experience
0: than you in photography could look at your photo business, could tell you what's working and what really needs some more attention, and could give you the tools and a plan to take your business to the next level? That is a real thing. This is what we do in the greenhouse. The greenhouse is an intensive one-on-one mentorship for lifestyle photographers who want to grow their business. This is one-on-one with me over Zoom, eight weeks and eight weeks of carefully constructed content that is built just for you and your business. You can check out the feedback from other folks who have gone through this program over at photobusinesshelp.com forward slash the greenhouse and you can apply. Applications are now open for the next couple of weeks at photobusinesshelp.com forward slash the greenhouse. So if you're looking to finally really invest in your business, get serious about taking your business to the next level, fixing the things that need a little bit of attention and doing it with my one-on-one help the whole way, this program is definitely for you. This program is for the folks that are serious about getting stuff done in their business. So head over to photobusinesshelp.com forward slash the greenhouse, and hopefully I will see you there. You've heard me talk about PickTime before, but don't skip past this. This is big news from PickTime. It's a game changer. I am so excited about this. This is gonna change my business for sure. PickTime is now offering blogs. Yeah, blogs. What does that mean? You can go directly to your gallery. So let's say you have a beautiful mini session gallery that you've already shared with your clients that's already connected to your awesome store where they can buy stuff. And you can just, with like the click of two buttons, make all of those photos in that gallery into a beautiful blog post. Not only that, you can get a link to that blog post, which takes people to pick time, or this is my favorite part, you can get an embed code. You can literally create this in seconds and embed it on your own website so that you can get the SEO traffic if you want to. But if you wanted to just make a quick blog post for say a wedding client to look through or a really easy way to tell a story, there's so many cool features with this. It is the newest product from Picktime and it is going to change the game. You don't need to upload images twice. This is optimized for SEO. There's tons of customizable color palettes, font collections photo grids and multiple layouts. So if you want your blog to look a certain way, you can do that. There's slideshows, you can allow videos or GIFs, all that stuff you can embed directly into the blog post. It's amazing. This feature is coming soon in February. As of this recording, which is February 2nd, it should be well on its way. If you are not a paid member of PickTime and you would like to take part in this when all of this launches in the next few days, Go to PickTime, and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, that's PHOTOBIZHELP, to get one month free. So this is like the best thing ever. You can try it for a month, keep paying if you want to, and that's it. It's a great deal. I swear this is going to change everything, and it's going to save people so much time. So head over to PickTime, and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP for one month free and enjoy this new blog feature one more quick reminder if you're feeling overwhelmed right now disorganized check out 17 hats you'll be able to focus on what you do best photography meanwhile 17 hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business just as if you were doing it yourself go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50 percent off your first year